NPTE StudyCast. All right, welcome to NPTE StudyCast, taking a look at Brown-Sicard syndrome. Good luck spelling it. That's one of the hard <laughs> ones. Uh, Bridget Ripa is here with us uh, to, uh, to tell us, what is Brown-Sicard? Actually, really simple, even though the spelling seems a little tricky. It's just damage to one side of the spinal cord. Okay. That's it. So, so we know that the spinal cord is involved, but it's involved in a really specific way. Thinking about mechanism of injury, these patients are usually acquiring this syndrome from either traffic accidents, gunshot wounds, or stab wounds, because it's pretty difficult with most mechanism of injuries of spinal cord injuries to actually just damage one side of the cord. So you're going to see ipsilateral impairments with proprioception, vibration, deep touch, discriminative touch, and voluntary motor control, and then contralateral impairments for pain, temperature, and crude touch. So say that one more time, because I remember going over this list in PT school over and over again. One more time. Yeah. So ipsilateral impairments are proprioception, vibration, deep touch, discriminative touch, and voluntary motor control. And then contralateral impairments are pain, temperature, and crude touch. I can hear students out there listening to this just rewinding and going over that two or three times (laughs) because that's what I was doing. They just have the privilege of hearing my voice over and over again. Differential diagnosis. So with spinal cord injuries, uh, differential diagnosis, it really could be any of the other spinal cord injuries that we we work with. Exactly. Um, And that's where you're going to rely on the clinical presentation a little bit more. Um, But then you can also see um, patients, you know, with kind of a differential diagnosis between MS, spinal infarct, spinal tumor, Guillain-Barre, transverse myelitis, things like that. Got it. Differential diagnosis. Proving it, special tests, Mm -hmm. are any of those terribly important? And if so, which one? Obviously, you're going to rely on your imaging, so CT or MRI, to give you the specific diagnosis. But again, I'm kind of looking at how the patient presents clinically is going to be kind of your go-to, especially as a PT. Treatment examples. Now, what does a physical therapist do about it working with the patient with Brown-Sicard? So any patient with a spinal cord injury, you want to make sure that medically they're managed first, establishing a bowel and bladder program, and then focusing your treatment on motor learning, task-specific training, neuromuscular re-education, weight-bearing, tone management, functional electrical stimulation, aerobic training, positioning, splinting, bracing, uh, locomotion if applicable, and then keeping an eye on shoulder pain since they'll be you know, doing a lot of compensatory strategies with, with their upper extremities. And then keeping in mind that this is a patient population where you want to allow for compensation. So you know, some of the other neurological populations, you want to decrease compensations as much as possible, but these are patients that will likely need to compensate in some way. Got it. What to know for the test. And now how will this appear on the NPTE? Any insight? Yeah, so I think mechanism of injury. So keeping in mind that Brown-Sicard is kind of that weird syndrome and that it's pretty hard to acquire unless it's a, a unilateral injury. So something like a gunshot or a stab wound. And then just knowing how it presents clinically. So those ipsilateral impairments and the contralateral impairments. Yeah, I feel like if you, if you see gunshot wound or knife wound on the NPTE, mm-hmm. brown saccard should be in the front of your mind. Yeah, just start thinking about that. Yep. Perfect. That's all we need. Great. NPTE Study Cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.